0: Welcome back to For Fintech's Sake my friends, I'm Zach Anderson-Pettit, US Content Director at Money2020, Co-Founder and Hype Man at the VSUM community, and, in this special occasion, your very unqualified host. It's 2022 and we are back at it with the Magnanimous Lindsey Davis, Head of Markets at Atomic, and it is time for the news welcome to 2022's first unprepared unedited unparalleled news-ish show why news-ish because you know we we cover the news but we also we talk we banter we you know we nerd it is who we are and with that here's lindsay and me i guess to the news Within my own reason, that is a very, very key piece. I mean, you told me about Riverside like over a year ago when we were trying to do video podcasts and I was like, no, what I use that doesn't work at all is much better than this thing that you're suggesting that actually works because I'm a man and I know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Don't read the instructions. It's totally fine.
0: Yeah. Never have, never will. That's not how we function as humans. So I clicked record without even telling you or saying anything. So we're in it. How you doing? We're in it.
1: I'm well, man. How are you?
0: I'm good. Now that I'm talking to you, it's been a fucking year and that is mostly my fault. So I will take that. But how you been? What's new? What's going on?
1: You clearly missed me because we are matching today. If people don't already know this, like we have our inner spirit animals. Mine is Freddie Mercury, Zach, the legend.
0: Freddie Mercury is a legend. I I don't even know if I've earned the right to say that Richard Pryor is my spirit animal. Like that feels like such a, such a privilege, but I am, I am wearing sir Pryor on my chest today out of respect and lack of respect as well. Both actually is kind of how that works, but I don't know if he's a spirit animal. That's I I, I can hope I can dream, you know, by the time I die, I hope I can, he can be my spirit animal or my inner spirit. Can we say spirit animal anymore? Isn't that, didn't that get canceled? Like Chappelle? (laughs) <laughs> just like stick pointing. with
1: me stick with me don't don't ditch our podcast and maybe you'll get funnier
0: <laughs> i see how it is okay fair enough fair enough just call out do you th- how fast do you think richard Pryor would get canceled if he was alive today i wonder if freddie mercury would get canceled if he was alive today no no not, not, not freddie but richard richard would immediately i think
1: you know, take your own opinion of it. I think did, they did get canceled at, in, in the States for cross-dressing as one of their music videos, which is obviously something that we embrace today, especially within New York. Uh, we are a very inclusive community. So, no, he would be an icon. This is, is true.
0: This is true. And yeah, I, I don't know about Richard Pryor. I wonder if he'd just be a really upset guy somewhere in a nightclub. And if he wouldn't quite. I mean, I don't know. He was the Chappelle of that generation, but... Look what's happened to Chappelle. So yeah,
1: Freddie of fintech.
0: Yeah, Freddie of fintech. I like that. I like that. All right. So when when, when was the last time we did a news show? I think it's literally been over six months.
1: We did a couple at Money 2020, sort of indirectly, like we talked about news.
0: Yeah, we're going to call those news shows though. Like in,
1: we haven't in done, earnest. we have not done proper news. No, no, we so haven't done back. news in a while. He's back.
0: We back, we're kind of going to talk news. We have a few things to discuss, but first tell me about your life since last time you were on or more accurately tell listeners because we at least text and keep up on each other. How's everything going with you? How's everything going with atomic? Have you ran any, uh, snowy marathons recently? Like what, what's the update?
1: So I think since the last time, at least I've been on air with you from the news perspective, we announced our series a in October, we had Come to Money 2020 with our customer Jimmy Propel where we talked about you know what is what is payroll connectivity enabling for people that live on food stamps today. We've grown the team. Uh, we ended the year with over uh, 68 full-time workers and are scaling aggressively in across teams and hiring. I had actually two wonderful candidates this week that also enjoy Freddie Mercury. So I feel like I am finally on to something. And then from a customer standpoint, we'll have a couple of upcoming announcements with those, but We've been continuing to scale aggressively across not only neo banking but lending apps and thinking through how do we enable people to pay for things out of their paychecks such as their rent and income smoothing and leveraging new use cases with this thing that we've built and it's been awesome um it's been a total joy and i can't believe how quickly it changes i think i think other people in this environment feel very similarly too like the growth is unreal we spoke with the founder this friday on our fintech friday their company added 4 million users in 2021. It's in wait, India. Wait, 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 but, in
0: 2021? What? In one year? Yeah.
1: It's an investment and savings app in India. It's called JAR. And they added over 4 million users. Like that kind of growth <sighs> is, is fast even for India, which is a, a significant population. Yeah. And a significantly
0: echo, underserved population. So I guess it makes sense, but still that's a huge, that's bonkers. Yeah. That's so like, I if think you. For, Sorry, yeah. go ahead. We we haven't done no, this in a I while, mean, listeners. So we're just cutting each other off the way that we do actually when we talk. <laughs> go ahead, Lindsay.
1: I I just say it's like not just atomic that is experiencing incredible growth. Like it is a global thing, and fintech is truly really like more global now than ever. But it is still just barely scratching the surface when it comes to the financial pain points that still exist today.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of financial pain points, shout out to friend of the show Jimmy Chen that you just referred to, and. I just love how fast they're growing and I love that you work with them and it all just makes me very, very happy.
1: I keep the photo of us from the propel holiday party in my wallet. Like the three of us in a, in a stack. It's, it's one of those things makes that was, me happy when I look at it, it was, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can that, prove it if you need me to, but then, yeah.
0: <laughs> just, just prove the fact that you still have it or like prove to listeners that we actually were invited to the propel holiday party, despite the amount of shit we talk publicly.
1: And we showed up with the newspaper because they were, we did,
0: we did. That was hilarious. So this was we're so we're like proud parents. <laughs> we were very much so, which is hilarious. Cause Jimmy is definitely older and more established, smarter and yeah. everything else than me. And I think, I don't, I'm not sure if he's younger than you or not. We just won't talk about it. Um, but that was hilarious. The, the, he, he was on the front page of the New York times that day. I ran, I went through three four. I think I went to four different Hudson presses to try and find one single copy of the New York times. I asked multiple NYPD officers how to find a copy of the New York times. It took, there it is. There it is for video listeners or video watchers. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, you saw that. If you're listening, then you're just going to have to trust us. Um, But it took me an entire day to find a single New York times in Manhattan. It was bonkers. And now I have it and it's totally disheveled. And you can barely see the picture of Jimmy, but we got it and we were there and it happened.
1: I blame my older brother for that. So he was a part of the digital team at the New York Times and his job was to grow digital subscriptions. And he did a really good job because now he's at NBC doing like digital product for them. But uh, that is my brother's fault who lived in New York. He lives in New York still, but worked for the Times. Uh, I had the sim- will- same problem. I had the same problem when I was trying to find the Financial Times actually. Uh, when Miles wrote about neo banking and, and referenced mm-hmm. my research on the, on the category, I couldn't find a financial times when I found when I bought several though to, to avoid that problem. Cause I figured over the years it would get like trashed.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I just like happened to be in New York that day. Cause if I was in Kansas city, I don't think I could have, I mean, we, whatever in quick trip or gas stations or something, maybe I could have found one, but I don't think there's any way I would have actually been able to find one. Also, what do you, speaking of that, what do you think of this whole wordle uh, acquisition thing? Do you think it's the end of wordle? Have you been following this?
1: No, sorry. No. I'm, uh, I'm out of it. Give it to so,
0: me. so, you know, f- folks come to us for the, the, the hot news, you know, so let's, let's get into it. Um, Wordle was purchased by the New York times for, hold on. He grabs his keyboard and types in Wordle.
1: I'd probably sell it like squirtle to be honest.
0: <laughs> uh, acquisition. I don't know if the number is public. New York Times buys Wordle. Ironically, it's a New York Times article. Nope. Nope. Just says that it grew really fast. Listeners, if anybody's out there and knows how much that acquisition was for, please let us know. Yeah, there's talking about user numbers, millions of users. Wordle was played more than 500 million times last year. Yeah. Yeah. No number though.
1: What is Wordle?
0: What is Wordle? What are you, not on Twitter?
1: I am. Ugh,
0: this is like the conversation we were having about NFTs the other day, where I was like, Lindsay, Lindsay, we're going to have to get you caught up here. Um, I know. So I actually, I've never played Wordle, but people will not shut the fuck up about it. So if you're scrolling through Twitter and you see like the little, uh, like the, it's basically like blocks of like green and black blue or I don't know, it, and it says Wordle at the top. It's like a daily kind of—I uh, don't know. It's like Sudoku-ish, but kind of.
1: Uh, so it's like the modern-day crossword.
0: Yeah, modern-day crossword mixed with Sudoku kind of thing, and then there's like a daily one, and then people who, like, I've—I've I've heard multiple people be like, "Oh, I got the Wordle in one try today," or you know, stuff like that, and it's like a communal thing ah. that people seem to be doing. I'm not cool enough to do it, so I don't know, and I also. I'm not very smart, so I prefer not to do these things and remind myself how not smart I am. But it's a
1: thing. It is most popular in Minnesota, so you're good.
0: <laughs> as as most internet things are. The colder it gets, the more people will sit inside and just do stupid shit on their phone. We can <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, no.
1: In New York, it blizzarded last week, and I... Uh,
0: what, you didn't wordle?
1: I, I didn't wordle. I went out.
0: Well, yeah, it's nothing like a good blizzard
1: a to just go plow it out. No, 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 I stay home often. But I know that's what I mean is
0: you're weird enough that normally you stay home when it's nice out, but if there's four feet of snow, you're like, seems like a let's good day to go it.
1: grocery shopping. No, that I didn't do. That is oh, okay. <laughs> silly. There, that, there is there's things for that, you know. So
0: let, let's talk. Let's talk at least a little news. Um, it's been long enough that, you know, whatever. I just want to catch up with you, but we, we could talk some news. I'm curious about a couple different things. So one, I mean, we were just talking a little bit about payroll. I'm curious what you think about, and I don't know if you did, you know, dove deep on it or whatnot. Listeners, by the way, we don't necessarily come up with our perspectives on these things before we start recording. Um, but NYDIG just announced that they're doing uh, payroll deductions for Bitcoin. So BTC payroll, I think, is what they're calling the product. But the idea is basically that the payroll deduction happens post-tax, will be taken out of the paycheck, and then sent to buy Bitcoin on a bi monthly basis. The idea is dollar cost averaging also no fees, apparently for the actual, uh, user, the company picks it up as a corporate benefit. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I think they were saying it was like, if I remember correctly, it was like three, four bucks per month. And maybe that price is going to increase, uh, per employee. What's your perspective? I mean, you live in the payroll world,
1: uh, has, initial traction with Q2, MVB, uh, and potentially others, but this isn't the first, it's not a novel concept, it's just more so a broader uh, point of access to it. My curiosity is kind of, we we've talked about ways in which you can do this. Like how does the product actually work? And like, what is the ecosystem of players that you need to enable this? Cause there's not going to be a one size fits all model. Like atomic full disclosure works with Coinbase on this, such that the consumer can fractionally put part of their paycheck in this, but there are other elements of the ecosystem. Wait, I like the concept. Of
0: take take can- me back. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt, but take me back a little bit. So this already exists. And in, in terms of like your ability to like it's take it's money not- and put in, in Coinbase every two weeks, or what do you mean?
1: I wouldn't say that. I think it's in early stages and in early innings like right we've just seen a couple of major figureheads getting paid in crypto there's been celebrities there's been there's special contracts i mean it's funny like drew Brees. like we also have you know people in in politics you know the mayor of miami like these are people that are making a stance in it but when you say you know is this is a thing no it's not broadly accessible to the broad swath of the population It's in early innings, and and the idea of offering it as a benefit is very neat. Uh, I have a conversation on it next week with one of our advisory board members, so I will let you know when I know a little more. But we're just getting ahead of the news because it is it did get announced this week.
0: Yeah. So, do you think the the like. Some of this, you and I live in a world, right, where the answer is generally there, but not widely distributed, right? We live in right. this, we live in this, like, we we are paying attention to this one company that has eight users that could take over the world and solve all the problems we've ever seen, but distribution isn't there yet, right? So is right. do you see the employer angle as a way, not even just for Bitcoin or just for um, kind of like crypto adoption, But do you see employer as a distribution channel that will actually, I don't know, kind of move that needle in terms of the financial health of the U.S.? Because, I mean, we talk about this shit so much, but the distribution channel and the distribution is always the problem. And you and I know about these things, but, you know, the average person that that the company was designed to help fix generally kind of has a hard time finding it.
1: I have personal reservations about the employer getting more involved in your financial life Yeah, because like in the U S healthcare is coupled with employment. I think it needs to be decoupled. Like that is, Mm. but now you have it getting even worse as a result of this global pandemic, you know, your healthcare records are going to live in potentially your payroll system. You know, the payroll system can, can has a field for whether or not you are vaccinated. Like that's, it's getting worse it's not better wow. but, i mean the, i
0: hadn't thought about that
1: that scares it the shit of out the of me fir- it was one of the first things i thought about actually as i was packing my computer at cb insides to go home because there's these new you know systems at buildings that, especially within new york's like heat sensors yeah. i was like this is this is healthcare data i i don't like this concept of like your employer having that in addition to having your financial records in history. But I think on the financial front, I'm a little bit more understanding because if your employer E is having a crisis, it's typically a financial crisis. Maybe it is a medical debt crisis, but that friction is weighing them down and their productivity goes down. And a lot of times employers want to know when that stuff is going on, if not only because retention, also the ability to, again, improve performance. Yeah. So is Bitcoin the first thing that a person that can't get access to you know, an emergency loan needs.
0: Maybe not. No, but it is.
1: But here's the thing. If they're not taking advantage of a 401k because of the tax liabilities, if they uh, want to liquidate the money because they need to tap into it, if it was in a BTC account or, you know, an account that holds Bitcoin or ETH or whatever that currency is going to be, and they can liquidate it more easily, take a penalty on the fees and then, of course, have to pay their taxes on it, but all that's managed by the employer, that to me makes sense because it's a more liquid pool of capital that could be appreciating on a... Depending on the cycle, right? Volatility right now is is pretty bad. But longer term, that money sits there and it grows. That's a that's a worthwhile product to consider. But it has to be something that employees sort of demand and want.
0: Yeah. I mean it sounds it's a it's a tool in a tool belt, right? I mean the, the idea of it as you talk about it, it almost sounds like, you know, living in a one-bedroom apartment or like living in a studio. I feel seen Well, you are seen. Um, and, but this is going to not be you, what I'm about to describe, uh, but living in a studio with, you know, unpaid utilities or something like that, but you drive a Mercedes with a full tank of gas or something like that. It seems like the the priorities are maybe disjointed and it would, it's going to be interesting to maybe see some of that data down the line. Like, what if, Mm -hmm. what if we see folks that aren't contributing to get the match on their 401k,
1: Oh, they are not.
0: Well, no, I I am aware that Americans are not totally doing that. Yes, I'm with you. Um, But what if we find out that they're putting 10% of their paycheck into the BTC payroll thing, and they're still not taking that match? That would be disheartening and interesting, but I would imagine that's going to happen.
1: It's already happening, I guess. I'll let you know. No, but in (laughs) the scenario, I was sort of being smart person in that in that regards in the sense where like we have access to payroll systems so we could tell you but i would say that that is an interesting rationale to say offer this as a benefit right you offer the data say hey employer a it's it seems that you've a 401k match 10% of your employees are taking advantage of it but by the way they're contributing to crypto via coinbase cuz it's not it's going b2c or they are working on moving their payroll Direct deposit fractionally into a, an investment account somewhere else. This is a, a unique insight that if you have that system data, you can say, hey, your utilization would be much higher if you offered more flexibility in your portfolio of investments that can be deducted from the paycheck. It's a pretty interesting machine learning problem to go solve. Yeah. Because millions of workers, over 450 different payroll systems millions of employers like you're not going to get there overnight but you can certainly start to a b test these types of things yeah. and i think it'll also depend on the type of worker the level of work location in the country it all it's it's totally variable yeah but it's very interesting and unique and it depends on the type of time of year so we're going we're at tax season and like when the when the tax filing window opens that's when the bulk of Consumers who typically get a refund, 75% of consumers get a refund, they file immediately. And that's their largest windfall. Yeah. So with that money went into a savings account, investment account, or fractionally could go into one of these crypto savings and investment accounts. You're being awfully hopeful there.
0: I I like where your head's at for sure, but I, I, I feel like we both know OHAD too well. To think that that's actually where those dollars go. I think in a lot of cases, the the folks that are really, really, really on it with filing their taxes are doing it because they need to holler back at the Yeah, they need to holler back a true accord or they need to, you know, take care of that bill, right? That's kind of been sitting out there for a little too long, gaining interest, whatever else. And, and th- I think that's the thing that I'm most interested by the whole, I hold on. Bye.
1: Well since it's just me We good We're excited
0: We good We good We good did you did you carry on amongst your personalities amongst yourself? Of course we did. Good. Good. I didn't want to have to edit that out. By the way, listeners, this is now the unedited unprepared news show so that Lindsay and I actually keep doing it because I am a bottleneck and I'm horrible at editing and we're just going to start putting these puppies out. So the whole
1: thing, are we doing the video? Oh, too? We're doing the
0: whole thing, lens. We're doing the whole thing. Unless you have any, uh, major compunctions no. about anything you say,
1: we're doing the I'm whole very, thing. I'm very online. All
0: right. We're, we're, we're making this happen. So uh, the I guess my last thing, on this one, thinking about, you know, the thinking about the night eggs of the world, thinking about also the Alto IRAs of the world, and then thinking about the Fidelities of the world. I, I wonder at what point we see Fidelity, who is the 401k provider. I mean, granted, there's a lot of others, but they are winning by a long shot. Um, when do they offer something like this? You know? And is that a regulatory issue? Are they waiting for something in Washington to happen so that they can feel comfortable doing that? It's i you know, it feels like this whole nighted conversation quickly gets just like punted off to the left. If one of the incumbents decides this is a priority or if they could figure out how to do it pre-tax, which brings me back to DC, but still it's fascinating. Well,
1: there's two, I think the, the NYDIG thing is happening at the point of payroll versus the fidelity thing is happening potentially all year round but yes paycheck by paycheck on the investment front fidelity has been part of building out you know broader incumbent adoption of of bitcoin and being able to invest in this what was
0: that differentiator there what did you mean by that what did you mean by like year round versus
1: i'm saying like savings and coming out of your paycheck and your you can make allocations to your 401k most people don't if you don't do it, if it's not auto enrolled, a lot of consumers, like a lot of consumers do not do that. Oh, totally. To, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Would any, is, are there people in the world that just suddenly decide to twice a year, put money in their 401k? You do?
1: No, I actually do it right now out of, out of, cause you, if you don't have a match, you might not want to do it. If you need the money, you might not want to do right. it. There are, there are rationales. Plus at the end of the year, yes, you might want to put more yeah, money into it. Or at sure. the beginning of the year, put your tax fund into it, especially if you have a Roth 401k So that way you can have that money make money for you over time without having to pay as much in retirement. It just, it's all dependent on like the the end consumer, right? Like their financial. But my, what your point was is, does this conversation go away? No, it gets stronger. If you have someone like Fidelity in the race. And if you look at the acquisition that we saw last week, you, UBS bought Wellfront. Wellfront started to dabble in crypto after Andy was very really adamant in the early days, said, No, our users don't need crypto right now. They need structure. They are they are mass affluent, they are Henry's, they are not rich yet. And then he goes into it. So it's a more dynamic portfolio in that you're only putting a sliver of it into yeah. crypto as a diversification mechanism rather than like a this is your retirement account. Yeah your Coinbase is your retirement account. So UBS is technically in the game now, right? As via an acquisition of Wealthfront.
0: That's interesting. The, the idea that the Henry's don't need allocation into crypto yet.
1: High earners, not rich yet. Yeah. Thank you. you Thank you you for defining. Um,
0: That's interesting. I don't know uh, if they don't need it, if they don't need it slash I mean, let's be real. I'm a, I'm a Henry. You're a Henry. You're a Henry S. Yes. Um,
1: Henriette. Henry. Henriette, yes, like apologies,
0: Henriette. Um <laughs> Henry. uh, hopefully rich soon. Uh, we'll work on, we'll work on a different version of it, but who the hell does need it then? Like if, if that's not a responsible financial decision on by a uh, Henry, then it sure shit is not a financial, a smart financial decision by 80% of the U.S. I would think, or anything like that. Like m- most people should probably not be diving too deep granted there's prognostication and it's fun and everything else but I, that's that's interesting
1: if you have outstanding i have you know very conservative views on this if you have outstanding debt and liability you shouldn't be throwing like all of your money especially like if you're during the pandemic and unemployed and you got a, a windfall from the government like that check often went into crypto That should be is fit that's bit scary financially. it's financially you know not how i would manage my money and it's a bit more irresponsible. But again, look at the, I cannot tell you how many NFT millionaires there are. Well, actually, 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 I probably can. I mean, only two, So, like the top, like 80% of the $41 billion in the market of NFTs is owned largely by 9% of the accounts. So, People, there is a lot of money there, but it's not a lot. And then the top two percent of accounts own ninety-five percent of the over eight hundred billion dollars in Bitcoin. So it's just like we talk about these asset classes or you know, whatever you want to call them, stores of value yeah. as democratization of this, that, and the other. <laughs> it's not, and it's it's actually not very diverse either. We did five weeks of a crypto series on the, our fintech Fridays. It was largely men. I was mansplained to and by, this is not
0: by largely were there any other women other than you
1: there were a couple of other women okay, i'm somebody that takes notice of of that but no other women speakers other than the women that are on fintech fridays and it's sad to me personally because i want to see it but if this is a mechanism for people to grow and earn wealth and yes i want women in it sooner rather than later but we like stock investing is sorely lagging yeah. It needs to happen. And obviously like I'm on a mission personally and professionally to build wealth across financially marginalized consumers. And that isn't just by nationality. It is by gender. It is by race. It is by identification. We can do better.
0: I, yeah, yeah. And that, that I think that's the thing that drives me the most insane about a lot of the, <sighs> Pushing for mainstream cryptification or, you know, whatever. None of those were the correct words, but it, it just, it,
1: adoption or just democratization. Uh, or? Just, just
0: making it, it, it comes back to the conversation we were having about folks that may not even have, you know, if you don't have an emergency savings account, but you own a board ape, right. Or something along those lines. Well, you
1: you don't, you don't have a, you don't have internet in your home, which consumers don't have if you don't have a computer, if you yep. don't have a smartphone. Many people do have smartphones today, but they don't have laptops and access to the internet and things that require if you're gonna have this in your, you know, financial portfolio. It's it's a bit predatory. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: And but the other thing of the other thing about it is definitely predatory, but it's also at this point it feels predatory on the folks that I don't want to say deserve to be preyed on, but like are going out of their way to experience this world. And like, it's just so far away from well distributed. Like it is so focused in this group of nerds that I don't know the people that do lose a shit ton of money right now. I'm a lot less concerned about than, you know, that kid that trades options on Robinhood and doesn't understand options trading. And then ends up, you know, we all saw the article. So that still scares the shit out of me way more than, because I mean, at least with these things, you know, at least as far I as I know, that, there's not no I, mo- I wonder no if that's going to
1: happen again soon with so,
0: com- with the actual with the equities market or with uh, with with this.
1: <laughs> oh no, with equities, it could happen potentially, but I wouldn't. If one of those companies spacks on the like NFT side, like say an OpenSea went spacked and, and mm. they're public, but I think they're largely loved by that community because again, it's like hardcore trading bros that also want to be hardcore crypto trading
0: yeah folks. bros Lessons, so. you can you can carry on the Thanks. word it's true it's predominantly bros it's predominantly bros i think
1: i don't think i don't think it's all though no like we have no, had not we, our guest our, our guests on fintech friday have been largely awesome human beings that have wanted to come and educate people like what is a dow how do you contribute yeah. to a dow like and why they like left their jobs to do this like i am it was pretty, insp- like, I got excited about it because in the scenario where I left my own job just because I was passionate about something, building something, yeah. like it is pretty awesome. But having the financial buffer to go do that for a couple of months is, you know, very, very important.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking, I was thinking about what you just said about OpenSea and did-, did you follow that story about, actually, there's been a couple of them where folks have NFT
1: insider trading,
0: no having NFT stolen. But now I'm curious about what you're referring to.
1: Oh, this is totally separate. We're delving off. Uh, There was speculation that some of the projects on OpenSea were being sort of put up at the top prioritized and then internal people at OpenSea knew that. And so Mm. they were investors in those projects. And that is a form of insider trading.
0: That would make a lot of sense. And I would be very surprised if that did not happen. And is OpenSea technically regulated by an entity at all at this point?
1: it securities. So they
0: are like they're regulated by the sec.
1: I'm not going to, I don't have enough knowledge here, so I'm not going to speak to it, but I mean, certainly there's, if logically, trading- I'm
0: agreeing with you, logically, logically, I agree with you that the sec should regulate these things. I agree with you that it is basically an equity. Um,
1: well, that's, that's actually one of the bigger problems right now. So it, it, depending on what the asset class is, there's a bunch of different regulators that could have, some that's form of oversight there's here. like
0: finra stuff it could touch a lot of things yeah
1: department of justice yep. you've got a lot you have a lot of and they need themselves need to figure that out but mi- meanwhile there's this other huge problem going on called the pandemic still you're free here we right, are right
0: right you're in new york i'm in kansas city we don't have that anymore yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i, I did I, separately i did just see an article if you if the title of it was pretty great it was if you can go to a restaurant you can go back to the office and it's a pretty valid point
0: that's funny that's funny I, yeah um, so I
1: th- people are going to go back in march 1st and yeah now we're in feb i think some people called their people back
0: it's going to be interesting to see how that goes i'm even thinking that this is like a debate that we need to have at money 2020 this year or something about the just about this subject i think it's a lot's going to change between now and october but uh i actually got forwarded and yeah. got forwarded an article this morning from the from A a power that be at the organization I was just referring to, um, from a guy named Chris Skinner that was writing, he was writing something about the, like basically like the juxtaposition of how some of the world's going like four day work week, come in the office when you want um, your dog can come instead of you and we give you dog insurance. I don't know. Like just all the way to Bolt, that.
1: Bolt went to a four-day work week and we can talk about that later. I don't know if you saw that amazing Twitter thread. No, but. I didn't.
0: I did. Yeah. Put a put a, oh my. put a pin in that. I want to see that. I want to I get the Lindsay download on but, that.
1: But the whole reason why this listeners came up when we don't go down these crazy rabbit holes for a reason, when I said like, we're talking about the crypto regulation space that I'm like, well, the pandemic is still going on as a result of the pandemic. People have been living on moratoriums in terms of like paying their rent, paying their mm, student debt. Yeah. Those moratoriums are expiring, but again, financial, you know, financially, they're not doing as well as maybe they should be depending on the state. But if, as states open back up, then yes, it probably is time to sunset some of those programs, but we do need to have a broader conversation about what is going on in, you know, student debt land and, Again, their their minds are focused on these two large problems. Meanwhile, there's a lot of under-toes that get ignored, but there's only so many resources. There are only so many people there, yeah. right? The CFPB has an aggressive mandate right now. They're looking into BNPL. They're looking into earned wage access. They're BNPL, buy now, pay later, yep. just being fair. So the regulatory agenda is slammed right now so some of these issues might not get figured out right away because they're compete there's so many competing priorities financial yeah. health financial wellness and then just actual health
0: i knew they were leaning into bnpl which makes a ton of sense but what's the um what's what's the conversation around earned wage access i think i've missed that is there are they concerned there's a negative like that there's a downside to that
1: I will say that there's rulemaking that we've been waiting for for a couple of years now to come out of New York related to earned wage access. There was the CFEB put out guidance on earned wage access. It was a piece of research that I wrote at Atomic on our Insights page explaining like how you access earned wage access today as a product you must go into you must have a relationship with an employer. Right. So in that scenario, the employer is signing this contract, and you must never, as a vendor, charge the consumer for the use of this product because you are paying out money that is earned by them and owed to them. It's just paid ahead of payday. Now, the reason why it has to go through an employer is because somebody has to be on the hook. If the, the scenario where the employee actually you know, wasn't employed anymore or was advanced money, you can't go uh, after and collect it from anybody. And so that was pretty impactful. It came out in December of 2020. We've seen the CFPB change over. So in terms of like what's going to happen there, I can't tell you. I'm not clairvoyant, but I will say it is an election year, and that the, like Chopra is certainly very, very adamant about consumers' rights in terms of financial protections. But it has to be something broadly that employers want and his his you know constituents want. In the scenario where it doesn't, it might not get solved this year. But it is certainly something they have put out a bunch of letters around accessing, you know, information on fees and fee structures and how are these products being offered. I think they will look broadly at the B2C companies. It's mm-hmm. not quite earned wage access, but it's early payroll, right? Somebody yeah. that is doing you know income smoothing in advance of payday, Dave offers you like up to two hundred dollars in between paychecks right. or earning it's doing earned wage payouts. Yeah. But be very particular about the language, as I am in the scenario where You are misrepresenting your product and service, and then that is confusing to a consumer, and then you know exactly where that's going to end up, the complaints database,
0: which you do not want. Yeah, that's funny. I am clearly, very, very clearly not referring to any company that has been named in this podcast or ever, and I am not thinking of a single company in my head, but it is very interesting the way that the term membership has replaced payday loan in some really interesting ways. Like a little okay. Bit, I wrote. I wrote,
1: I wrote a newsletter about this. We talked about. Of course, this. you
0: did. Yeah. This is this is just how our conversations go. Tell me about your clairvoyant. If,
1: if it's not FDIC insured, it's not a bank. Great. So you can't use the word bank. You have to call them members. Oh, did, you wrote this
0: about. Is it Eco or Echo? How's that pronounced? Uh,
1: ec- echo. Are you talking about the ESG bank? No, I was just, just Oh, you were just Broadway. writing that in right. general.
0: I think Alex Johnson, Remember? Alex Johnson did a whole bit on that about eco. Cause they're like this spend management thing where they are like savings management thing.
1: Oh, did they get, in, they get, they're, they're in the
0: flow of funds, but there's no FDIC insurance. So they're just kind of like a, a router from what I understand. I have, I need to dig into it more. They've raised a shit ton of money and they're growing really fast. And I should know the answer to this. I have a goddamn fintech podcast. Why don't I know what I'm talking about, Lindsay? Um, but fine, this,
1: this podcast is to learn. Yes,
0: it is. Yes, it is. If it wasn't for that, then <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you don't always have the answers, then how do you stimulate growth and learning?
0: This is true. This is true. And on that note, and if you're
1: not learning, it's time to leave.
0: Exactly. Um, and on that note, not quite time to leave, but time to point out the fact that we were right about something and then leave you and I have been texting about our conversations that we've had about overdraft fees and how that has led to a number, uh, well, not how actually, yes, our conversation is what led to all of these banks dropping overdraft fees right and left. Um, but do you want to say, I know you got really excited about that when that was starting to go. So you want to say anything about, uh, or just about how that's unfolded.
1: I'm just. Very excited. So, for for listeners that don't know this about me, I'm very passionate about about seeing overdraft fees die in my lifetime. I don't think that they will exist. It is something that I have been on a high horse about, so to speak, as Zach likes to say. But it's a scenario in which you're paying for a service not rendered by a bank for keeping your money, and there's so many other outlets now in terms of free accounts, the ability to access your funds in advance of payday, the fact that you know billions of dollars are paid out by consumers on an annual basis in, in overdraft fees like it's time to have a real conversation and we talked about it because there was a scenario in which they were talking about going to zero and they didn't actually go to zero and now it was like a 2022 trend to watch for me it's starting to happen the conversation is moving forward we did see we, our conversation was uh, stimulated by ally going to zero yep and then we saw a couple of others starting to consider it, but then you've got Bank of America dropping at least to ten dollars. You've got Truist sort of going to zero. Like they're not fully ready to give it up. And I think that there's a broader again, the CFUV whom we talked about, they are looking at this. They put out recent, you know, guidance around it and they have hauled them in to all of the big banks, like the ones that charge, you know, four billion the top five that made that in twenty twenty. Yeah. They all had to go in and testify in front of Congress and say, you know, what are you doing for consumers? Like they are getting, I think the heat is up and it's going to stay on. And we were optimistic, but you did ask me straight up, do you think this will, you know, a big bank is going to do this? I was like, absolutely. It has to happen.
0: It does. It does. Does of does A still have that fee for accounts that are under a certain dollar amount wasn't it like 12 bucks for accounts under 1500 or something you know if that still exists
1: no off the top of my head in the terms of conditions obviously could change so quickly yeah um i know that does exist if you are at a other large financial and full bracket institution and if you keep money in that account and you accidentally dip into you know that account you could get charged for that account as well so keep a little bit more than the three hundred dollar buffer. Keep like three fifteen to three fifty. Three fifty to be safe. Four hundred if you could spare it. But again, you know I hate that stat. That's a pretty large sum of money for most.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. I'll do some digging on the B of A thing since we already just called them out. I wonder. And I don't want to just leave him totally under the bus, even though, you know, I know Brian No, I think Brian I think listens a lot. He's he's <laughs> sorry, Brian. He? I know you're listening. We'll make sure to do our research.
1: Oh no, I'm very excited. Bank of America is moving the needle forward. Like they're a huge incumbent going for it. They're they're ready to start to dip through. They're right, they're ready to start to reassess their business model. I'm very excited for that. I love it. I think you're gonna see more financial innovation happening. Like whether or not it's being driven by regulation, it's certainly being driven by consumers that can now vote with their feet. They have more options than ever, and they're doing it.
0: That is an inspirational note to end on Lindsay davis and since it's been this long let's uh before you do the my chop let's uh let's do it one final if folks want to get in touch with lindsey davis or learn more about atomic what is the best way to do that
1: ah uh, i'm on twitter lc davis 1225 and i am at atomic so lindsey at and zach what about you how do people find you through me i was so got to go through me to get to you i was
0: born in the darkness you cannot find me no i mean i don't know uh, i sometimes answer linkedin I, I have an email or two uh i guess i do this money 2020 thing now so if anybody has any ideas or anything that they want to talk about for money 2020 always oh, open be, to that.
1: be careful be careful what you wish for
0: well hopefully the you know brian Moynihan's listening to this right so brian's going to be the one that emails me after this it's not going to be some you know just person off the street it's going to be you know i'm going to get an email from jamie diamond i'm going to get a brian Moynihan. and then you know i don't we'll know why you, i don't know do. why you
1: hang out with me uh, you're, Those you're, are fun. Your friends?
0: you're fun brian, brian's a nice guy used to work for him when i was at merrill not as fun to grab a drink with you know no offense Brian again like I said I know you're listening
1: he's, he's gonna show up in Kansas City tomorrow
0: <laughs> I can Maybe. I cannot wait actually he was he was at one point in my life he was actually a bit of an inspiration to me I mean at B of A is uh, an organization but when I did work at Merrill I was impressed by some of the ways that he handled a few things that's my positive statement for the day
1: <laughs> he's a good leader <laughs> I think he he's is. A pr- He's kept the, the firm afloat during a pandemic and probably during other financial hardships. And his members overwhelmingly are retained customers. It's a it's an iconic brand in financial services. For right? sure, if they want. They're making improvements. I think improvements don't happen overnight. We know the industry moves slow, but everyone's coming to the table to have the conversation, and I'm excited about it.
0: Me too. Me too. All right, LD. Until next week, homie. Until we'll, we'll have to. N- yeah, I know. Next we got to do it on right?
1: Thursday. I'll be I'll be in the keys at a wedding.
0: Oh, of course you will. Of course you'll be in the keys in a wedding.
1: Always, always the bridesmaid.
0: Oh, and then we can co- let's let's cover that next week. Always the bridesmaid, right. never the acquired. Well,
1: <laughs> love that. That is the perfect way to phrase it. Thank you.
0: I love it. All right. Until next time, y'all. Thanks for joining the conversation, everybody. Hope you enjoyed our return to breaking-ish, news-ish type coverage of fintech things that we, we're just going to call it news. Jump into the show notes to learn more and find Lindsay the legend online we also can link to a number of things that we discussed so if you want to dive deeper please jump in there don't forget to subscribe rate review and all the other things i'm supposed to remind you to do in your favorite podcast app and if you want our weekly emails go to com and subscribe there this interview will be up on youtube if you'd like to experience Lindsay and i bantering back and fourth in some weird virtual thing that we've decided is worth doing until next time stay healthy keep your head high and you know keep your eyes out for the new deal we're signing on spotify for millions and millions of dollars coming soon